over an hour of the very best, and in some cases the very newest music in the Hotbox, uh, episode 59. Also, and, and mainly, we're going to celebrate the music of two veterans who have occupied uh, extremely exalted positions in the jazz world, undoubtedly known to every one of you listeners for the past 60 years or so. The great pianist McCoy Tyner and the drummer Jimmy Cobb, both of whom have recently passed away. And the new music, we have uh, two new albums from um, very, they're very strong claims to Irish heritage, both of which are from musicians who have Irish heritage, large doses. Uh, and we also have a new one from uh, guitarist Dave Stryker, playing with tenor sax veteran Bob Mincer, he of the Yellow Jackets, and they're playing with the impeccable WDR Big Band. This is them, the tune Blues Strut. Thank you. 
Blue Strut was the title of that one. That's from a brand new album uh, by Dave Stryker. The album is called Blue Soul, and it uh, features Bob Mincer and the tenor saxophone you heard there and the WDR Big Band. Um, the solos, actually, in, in the right order were Dave Stryker first, of course, uh, Bob Mincer second, then the Hammond B3 of uh, Billy Test, an organist I had not previously come across. Well, now, the guitar sound on that one just put me a little bit in mind of the great Wes Montgomery. And since we're about to celebrate the music of the drummer Jimmy Cobb, who died recently, aged 91, and since Cobb was the drummer on many of Wes's recordings, I thought we should combine the whole thing and go to one of my all-time favourite tracks. Uh, it features both of them. It's from a recording at, uh, made at Subo in California, a long, I suspect a long-gone jazz club in Berkeley, California. It also features the great Johnny Griffin on tenor. And just check out Cobb's drumming on this. Nothing flashy, just perfect drive and swing. Kariba. <laughs> Thank you. 
doesn't get any better than that, does it? Kariba from the Wes Montgomery album Full House, recorded back in June 1962. It was a recording that reflected a certain serendipity for the Miles Davis sextet was in, uh, in San Francisco, California that week, which meant that on their night off, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on the bass and Jimmy Cobb on the drums would be available to record with Wes Montgomery. Now, it happened that uh, Johnny Griffin was also in town, so it all came together and it represented a very high point in the career of all of them, as far as I'm concerned. Cobb's drumming, which um, I alluded to before we heard the track, um, is a perfect representation of what he stood for. Immensely subtle, rapid-fire reactive to what the soloists were doing every split second. Cobb was never an especially high-profile drum star. He preferred to make the rest of the band sound as good as they could. Uh, maybe one of the most famous examples of this was his role in the mega-selling Miles Davis album, Kind of Blue, especially the famous cymbal crash at the start of Davis's solo uh, in one of the tracks, the opening track, in fact. We'll play it now, so listen out for it. I heard him interviewed once, and he said he'd been very concerned that Miles would admonish him for the slightly loud splash just as Miles was getting going saying that he'd done it entirely instinctively, but uh, neither Miles nor indeed the listening public thought anything other than that it was actually a stroke of genius, and it sets the whole thing up. So here it is. It's called So What?
I wonder if that's the most famous jazz recording of all time, certainly known to jazz fans all over the world, just about everyone else as well as the jazz fans. Kind of blues opening track, that. So what? Miles Davis on the trumpet, of course. John Coltrane was the tenor player. Cannonball, Julian Cannonball Adderley on the alto saxophone. Bill Evans is the pianist and Paul Chambers the bass. And uh, the man we're celebrating, um, James Cobb on the drums. So what? Uh, remembering the uh, the drumming of uh, the late Jimmy Cobb. If we have time, uh, we'll dig out some more of him later. We also have to pay tribute to one of the most important pianists uh, in the modern jazz era, McCoy Tyner. And, uh, he was an associate of, of course, the aforementioned John Coltrane for many years during Coltrane's most productive era. And subsequently, he was also a major artist and leader himself. His um, well, big bang, if you would, if you call it that, came with a, a blue note record that he was. Uh, they titled the Real McCoy, Baboom, uh, where he had Elvin Jones on the drums, Ron Carter on the bass, and Joe Henderson was the tenor player. Five tracks, all composed by him. This is from 1967. This is a track called Blues on the Corner. <laughs> Thank you. 
Tyner's quartet with uh, Blues on the Corner. Tyner was in many ways the uh, antithesis of the pianist we just heard with the Miles Davis group, Bill Bill Evans. Um, Equally interesting harmonically, but possessed of a a kind of ruthless attack which gave him a sense of urgency. Some some Dubliners or some people around jazz fans may recall his last visit to the National Concert Hall in Dublin some years ago. Kind of marred for me, at least, by an insensitive drummer who perhaps had better remain nameless. It certainly wasn't Jimmy Cobb. Still, it was great to hear McCoy Tyner live. An absolute example of that post-bebop era. It would be nice to hear some more of him later on, but we'll see whether we can squeeze some in. Now, though, uh, to another of those new recordings. I mentioned this one by a bass player called Tariq Hassan. Uh, He's a holder of an Irish passport, actually, uh, with loads of Irish family, but he's based in Austin, Texas, and the album is called Yalla. It's his second album as a leader, and it's very interesting.
title track there from Tariq Hassan's new album, Yalla. Uh, it's a great introduction to the music of, uh, well, can I call him a half-Irishman? <laughs> His Irish family are all from in and around Dublin area, uh, Walkenstown to be precise. He told me that his mother met his father in Spain and moved to the US back in the 1970s where they still live. Uh, Tariq is hoping to be in Ireland as soon as conditions allow, if you know what I mean. So uh, we should look out for him, especially if he's going to play music while he's here. Uh, personnel on the track, two drummers, uh, Fabio Augustine and uh, Michael Longoria. Uh, ben Irom was the pianist, Noah Mossagun, dear, dear, difficult name, percussionist, and Brian Pardo on guitar, and Kimberly Zalwicki was the violinist, who you heard quite a lot of. You can stream Tarek's album on his website, tarekhassan.com forward slash discography, or you can get it on Spotify and on Apple sites as well. Now for the other Irish newcomer, Marcus Strothman. He was due to present his album at some gigs here in Ireland this spring, but we all know what happened there. The album is called Emerald, and here is a piece from it. Thank you. 
That was a track from Marcus Strothman's fine new recording. The album is called Emerald. And that was, in fact, the closing track entitled Old Head. It's a, it's a composition that actually uh, features twice on the album, the other one being a vocal version. Talk about the vocalist in a second. As you may have already gathered, there's a very distinct Irish quality here throughout, and it's a, an especially beguiling mix of some reference to traditional Irish melodic appeal and a postmodern and even sometimes quite a rocky approach to playing and composition. Marcus is the drummer in the quintet uh, with Jonathan Cunado on the bass. Gary Husband is the pianist. Julian El Sessa, the guitarist. There's quite a sort of Schofield vibe off El Sessa. And uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, but I think it's Fieta Felsch on various saxophones and flute. Uh, on a couple of tracks, you'll also find the excellent uh, Irish chanteur Suzanne Savage, whom Marcus met while he was living in Dublin doing his master's degree. Um, his connections to Ireland go back uh, through his mother's family, who's from, which is from uh, Westport, County Mayo, and he obviously feels a great affinity for the country and for its music. I read recently that he actually keeps a spare drum kit up in Linley Hamilton's house, just in case there's an unexpected gig coming up in Ireland. The album, as I, I repeat, is called Emerald. Uh, you'll look up Marcus Marcus on the Marcus Strothman is his name. Look him up on the internet. You'll find it, and you'll find where to find the album. You can buy it here, indeed, on this website. Uh, we'll hear some more of it. I have no doubt in upcoming hot boxes in the coming months. <laughs> Thank you. 
And with that, we're back to our little celebration of the drummer, Jimmy Cobb, who died recently. Um, In his later years, he was much valued as an educator, and he occasionally recorded, often with his alumni indeed. Uh, They recorded under the title Cobb's Mob. Uh, But that wasn't them, in fact, and that was a shade more formal, the Jimmy Cobb Quartet. I'd have, you know. And what a quartet, uh, eased along so effortlessly by the master drummer. But that was Roy Hargrove, the... Uh, was it a flugelhorn? I think it was. And uh, Ronnie Matthews, very much undervalued piano player. And Peter Washington was the bass player. You and the Night and the Music, of course, was the tune flawlessly played. The album, if you're interested, is called Cobb's Corner, and it's from 2007. Well, as already indicated, Cobb was there, or thereabouts, in a huge array of hit recordings, and I thought we might enjoy recording a couple to end out the show this time around. First up, uh, John Coltrane, from the massively successful album Giant Steps. Cobb's actually only on one track, but that is a winner. Naima.
Naima from the John Coltrane Quartet. Winton Kelly was the pianist, Paul Chambers on the bass, and Jimmy Cobb playing brushes. And here he is again in the company of Bobby Timmons and Sam Jones playing on the debut recording of Timmons's, one of Timmons's big hits. This one is called Dad Dare. <laughs> Thank you. 
How dare the title of that one bringing us to uh, closing of the lid on this, the 59th edition of the Hotbox. We've celebrated, I think, three fine new albums, two of them with a distinct Irish connection. And especially we've been remembering the work of the master drummer Jimmy Cobb. And indeed, a little bit, and perhaps not enough, of the highly influential pianist McCoy Tyner. I hope uh, you've enjoyed it all, and if so, uh, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Let me know, please. Donald at jazzisland.ie will get me. Uh, Hotbox 60 will be along in a couple of weeks, and it'll be the very last pianophile. The letter Z. Think about it. If you have been, thanks for listening.